Welcome to Who's Your Ag Today and the morning podcast for the 19th of December 2022. I'm Andy Eubank and the Hat Podcast is brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, proudly serving local farms, families, and agribusiness for over 135 years. Check them out online, ffbt.com. Coming up, Eric Pfeiffer and C.J. Miller report on Indiana Farm News, including how to keep your diesel engines running right this winter and why you should check out the FCC broadband map. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin details the weather, including sun to begin the week and a winter storm later in the week. And the markets on Friday mixed. We have analysis with Arlen Suderman on the Hat Morning Podcast. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking. What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, but until the job is done. With over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. And it's always like clean oil because most of my stuff leaks. To agriculture. We go from the cute and cuddly phase to the not so cute and cuddly phase. You can cuddle with them at 290 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably against your will, I'm guessing. And, well, other things. He calls them all variable costs. That's bull. (laughs) I think you meant to say that's fertilizer, right? Staying on topic. Listen now on all platforms. Tips for keeping your diesel engines running smoothly during freezing temperatures and improving broadband service for rural Hoosiers. I'm CJ Miller, and this is Hoosier Ag Today. Well, a cold front may be coming this weekend for Christmas, which means it may be well below freezing for several straight days. And when it gets that cold, your diesel engines may not be working so well. I know temperatures aren't quite as cold right now, but winter operability all will be at the forefront of your minds. And that's Mike Bradley with Country Mark. When diesel fuel gets below freezing, wax crystals can form, which puts pressure on your fuel filter, making it more difficult to start. But Mike has a few tips to help prevent that this winter. Number one, check your tanks to see if you have any moisture content. One of the biggest things that we find is that there's moisture inside of those tanks. When the winter months hit, it leads to icing. The second one is understanding that diesel fuel stratifies. And what that means is if you have summer fuel on the bottom of your tank and you're adding winter diesel fuel on top of that, it'll stratify. It'll continue to suck down the summer diesel fuel until you get to your winter. So we always pre a two-tank turn. And then thirdly, if you happen to be a country mark consumer of fuel products, our winter operability, we're typically at a three-degree cloud and we get 15 numbers of operability with our premium Diesel X4 ProFlow winter blend, which would take you to a minus 12. We also have a second option for winter operability, which is our premium Diesel X4 with ProFlow Extreme, which gives you another two numbers of operability and gets you around to that negative 14 operability number. Mike said, as Country Mark's new premium diesel X4 with ProFlow improves power and performance during the harsh winter months. So we went back to the drawing board probably 10 months ago and looked at how do we make our product even better? What's the most important thing in a diesel fuel? And it's cleanliness 
and cleanliness is detergency. So we went back and we reformulated our detergent additive to be more robust. Now, what you're used to buying was a really good detergent additive pack, but what we've come up with now leads us into the new world of engine technology. And ProFlow performs better in biodiesel or B0. And as we try to continue to be the leader in the diesel fuel market, we felt like we had to do better for our customers. So that's why we came up with ProFlow. Read more about Country Mark's new premium diesel X4 with ProFlow at HoosierAgToday.com. Here's your holiday reminder that it's just about time to put out the milk and cookies for my big night. Ho, ho, ho. That's right. Just take a picture of the milk and cookies that you leave out for Santa and post it to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the hashtag SantaDrinksMilk. Use all your social media and be sure you tag at IN Dairy, along with hashtag Santa Drinks Milk. Now let's see those pics with hashtag Santa Drinks Milk. Ho, ho, ho! Well, if you live out in a rural area, Farm Bureau is encouraging you to check the FCC's work on a recent project. Eric Pfeiffer has more. The Federal Communications Commission released the national broadband map last month. Emily Buckman, Farm Bureau Government Affairs Director, says the new map displays specific location-level information regarding broadband services availability. Which is a huge step from where we used to be, where broadband data availability was based off of census block level data. American Farm Bureau was a strong proponent of the Broadband Data Act, which essentially led the way to this new, more granular map so that folks can see where and who is getting broadband service. And Buckman encourages people in rural areas to verify the accuracy of the map. So the public is able to view the map at broadbandmap.fcc.gov, search for their address, and can see if their information about fixed and mobile services that was submitted by internet providers is actually accurate. It's pretty simple. You just take a look at the map on the website, type in your address, and you can see what was reported as far as from the providers. And Buckman says we need the map to be accurate because it's going to determine federal funding opportunities. Folks are able to take a look at the map through January 13th. And that is when the FCC would like to have any challenges submitted by. I can't stress enough how important it is to take a look at the map to see if it is in fact accurate because federal funding will be targeted based off of those areas most in need, and this map will determine where those dollars will be going. Again, view the map at broadbandmap.fcc.gov. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. And I'm C.J. Miller. Who's your ag today? Timely, relevant, credible. Your operating loan for your farm needs to cover all that could be. That's why Farm Credit Mid-America offers flexible financing options to take care of the day-to-day so you can free up capital to maximize opportunities for your farm. Use our online banking or mobile app to conveniently check funds so you always know how much cash you have on hand and can plan for what's ahead. To find an operating loan that works for you, visit e-farmcredit.com. Subject to credit approval, additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Who's Your Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. As we take a look at the setup here, we've got a nice start to the week, all things considered. 
Yeah, it's chilly for sure, but high pressure is sitting right over the top of us here for your Monday. So I look for a mix of clouds and sunshine through a good chunk of the day. We have a minor disturbance passing by to our north overnight tonight through tomorrow. That's going to bring cloud cover to Wisconsin and a decent chunk of Michigan. At this point, I'm not concerned about precipitation, but we may see a few offshoot clouds down over northern Indiana to start the day tomorrow. But otherwise, the rest of the state turning out partly sunny through your Tuesday. And even Wednesday starts with some sunshine. And that's going to be likely the last sun we see for a little bit for your Wednesday. Clouds will be increasing Wednesday afternoon and clouds continue to thicken up on Thursday. Moisture starts off our day on Thursday on kind of a hit and miss basis. Could see a little bit of rain in far southern parts of Indiana and even Ohio and then some snow showers farther north, but nothing dramatic in terms of accumulation overnight to Thursday night through Friday. We have a major winter event coming through. Low pressure right now seems to want to track over Indiana, likely from the Vincennes area to South Bend and then sitting near the Kalamazoo Grand Rapids corridor on through Friday. That means moisture continues to wrap around that low all the way through Friday overnight and into the first part of Saturday. So Thursday night through Saturday morning, we're looking at snow. There will be accumulations. There will be significant accumulations. Also, strong winds coming, so we are expecting a blowing snow. Right now, liquid equivalent precipitation for that 48-hour stretch from late Thursday night right on through Saturday night. So let's look at 48-hour precipitation. And right now, liquid equivalent is going to be on the order of anywhere from half to one and a half, one and three-quarter inches. So that is not good for us in terms of snow potential. I'm waiting to put snow totals out until likely tomorrow. But it does look like right now we are on track to see a significant winter storm for at least the northern half of Indiana and lower Michigan. And we probably will stretch that winter storm all the way down to the Ohio River just with lesser totals. So keep in mind, anything can change. This is one of these events that is really uh, hinging on the track of the low. But there is moisture here. Definitely gear up for it. Now, by the time we get to Sunday, I think we're seeing things wind down. I'm not looking at a lot of new precipitation, but what we do see kick in for Sunday is probably some lake effect coming off of Lake Michigan through southern lower Michigan and maybe northern tier counties of Indiana. Plenty of clouds everywhere else. A secondary surge of snow, likely another coating to two to three inches, comes overnight next Monday night into Tuesday the 27th. And then we have another round of light snow hitting northern Indiana Wednesday the 28th. So we're looking at this kicking off a period that is very active. And it's going to start with quite the storm system. Lots of social media meteorologists are ramping up and talking about gloom and doom. I've already seen some folks try and liken this to some of the major blizzards that have been in the area back in history. Look, at this stage of the ballgame, that's way overhyping the event. But let me tell you right now, this is going to be a significant snowstorm. It's just coming down to track of the low and how it wants to come together. So gear up. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. Mixed markets. Overall, a quiet Friday to end the week. This is Hoosier Ag Today's Friday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank. The review is brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct. The year is ending, but savings aren't. Save 9% until January 10 and bundle seed and herbicide to save more. SeedGeneticsDirect.com. Only beans went higher. Corn and wheat right 
close to even. Numbers coming up. First market analysis, which I secured right at the end of trade from Arlen Suderman at StoneX. Arlen, an odd day. We have very little movement in the dollar index, but uh, with inflation fears seeming to be at the forefront, a lot of markets are under severe pressure, equities in particular, for a second day. The crude oil market is down, and you have to say the grain and oil seed markets, corn, wheat, soybeans, not a bad reaction to what's happening elsewhere overall. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, overall, these markets are pretty much range-bound right now in the grain and oil seed sector um, within the ranges. For soybeans, that happens to be a good thing, and that is supported by some fundamental strength. We do have drought continuing in Argentina, kind of moving its way up into southern Brazil a little bit in the Paraguay, and we have Chinese buying. That Chinese buying is probably going to be with us for a few more weeks. That means on the price breaks they're buying. The bad news is, is this uptrending channel is running up against a pretty good ceiling, and that's at 1490 basis of January contract. So far, we've been unable to push through it. We got a little support today from the soy mill futures with some good demand as well. But overall, this is a market just kind of firming up against the ceiling there. Corn and wheat range bound in a different way in channels that are longer term going lower. So we go up and down within that channel. And with the negativity we saw in the outside markets today, that kind of met to the downside today, testing the lower side of those channels, trading recession fears, which to the market means lost demand because of people having less income to spend. So if we didn't have those recession fears, is there a chance that these markets would actually be going strongly to the upside today or are they just simply weathering the storm well to some extent they're weathering the storm right now um but when you look longer term there is a tendency a trend and trends are made to be broken as i've been saying over the last few weeks but there is that tendency to firm in the month of december particularly between thanksgiving and christmas and sometimes even into the new year this is one of those years when we've largely been going contrary to that because there's so much negativity on Wall Street among these fund managers that they simply look at those supply and demand fundamentals through a different colored lens than what they would ordinarily. You did talk about Chinese buying, and we have some of that happening now. It won't last here for weeks and weeks and weeks. So how good has it been, and when exactly does it start to dry up a little bit anyway, and why? Yeah, it's been really good overall. We've actually shipped a few more uh, soybeans to China this year than we did last year, and that's largely because of a lack of alternatives, because they had so many weather problems in South America last year. And so they have come here, even though they've reduced their overall imports significantly this year because they didn't like paying the prices and they didn't like buying from the United States. But Brazilian supplies and what looks like a big crop will soon be available. We should start seeing new crop harvest start here over the next two weeks. That's going to be just small amounts, but that'll pick up momentum quickly as we move it, turn the calendar into January and those supplies start making their way to ports. And then it's a 45-day trek across to Chinese ports. And so you figure closing that gap, China may need another half million to a million metric tons, 18 to 35 million bushels or so. 
uh, to purchase from us over the next few weeks. Whenever we get up toward that 1490 area, they pull back. When prices break, they buy until they get their coverage they need. And then they're going to be pretty dependent on Brazilian supplies and a few Argentine supplies until those supplies run out later, late in the year in 2023. It appears that the recession fears on the increase are related to the rate hike announcement. Is that what's raising the primary concern that eh, we might be looking at a real recession? Yeah, and of course, the correlation between uh, consumption of food-based commodities and recession is not that strong at all. It's probably stronger for the protein sector. The higher cuts of meat, uh, consumers will back out. There may be a little bit of a shift from a protein-based diet to a starch-based diet. But we it's really insignificant relative to some of the other factors in our grain and oilseed markets. It does affect the meat market more, as I said. But keep in mind that uh, the stock market, and, and that affects consumer sentiment toward their purchases, uh, that is trading future expectations more than it is current events. So when will that turn? Probably turns at some point when the market no longer worries about future rate hikes. That doesn't mean Feds is lowering rates, but if they, when we get to that point when they feel like we're nearing peak rates, when the Fed has slowed down and, and moving towards stopping the rate hikes, that's probably when we'll see that sentiment turn and start looking ahead toward a better economy ahead and trading commodities in that light. Arlen Suderman, Chief Commodities Economist at StoneX and StoneX.com. Final numbers on Friday, down a half cent on March corn, 653. May, a quarter point lower, 653 and a half. Very quiet there. Beans did pop a little higher. January ends the day at 1480. A gain of six and a half cents. March up seven cents, fourteen eighty-three and three quarters. And March wheat seven fifty-three and a half off three and three quarters. The protein sector was positive all day long. February live cattle ending at one fifty-five seventy-seven up ninety-two. Strong in the hog market. Feb eighty-five seventy-seven up four dollars and twelve cents. And that's our Friday market recap. I'm Andy Eubank. Who's your ag today? Indiana's most listened to farm radio network.